How many of you, I guess you all survived school, literally. Um, mentally, we, last week we had a lot of teachers stand up and say that they were going back to school, um, and a lot of students, and um, that was really a big deal to stand up and say, we're heading off back to school. There's a bit of an excitement to it, um, maybe some worry, but there's a bit of an excitement. Now it's week two, and you get to do it again. <laughs> And then week three, you do it again. And all of a sudden, you're thinking, okay, how many more days till Thanksgiving break? (laughs) Anyone know off the top of their head? No? Okay. Well, look at you. Good teachers. If you knew and didn't yell, it doesn't mean you're a bad teacher. It just means you're better at math than the rest of us. Uh, But it feels like it, it is never going to end. There's some things in life that feel like that. I mean, you... Once you, have, once you have kids, you realize, oh, we put them to bed, and they, keep, they wake up, and we do it all again. And you, they, they go to sleep, and then you wake up, and you've got to do it. We're doing this. It just never ends. It, just, it never ends. And then they get, they get 18, and you think, like Bill Cosby, like, out, you know. And um, they're not really, you're not really done parenting at 18, I'm told. And it's, it just never, never Ends. It's like everything's like laundry. <laughs> laundry just, and so I'm told, doesn't seem to ever end. Every once in a while, Rachel will uh, be carrying a basket through the house, a laundry basket through the house, and um, not, no laundry in it. She just carries those around. And you know, she'll be carrying some laundry through the house, and she'll say, Will you people quit wearing clothes? Like she just. <laughs> That's how you feel, right? Sometimes it's just all these clothes, and you know, and we're we're all just um, horrible, nasty, dirty people. Like we just get all of us are sweaty and dirty and um, riding bikes and playing sports, and it's not like it's it's not none of us work at like a butterfly air conditioned garden, or I don't know if those exist. But we're, it's, it's not clean. We're just, she, we're constantly cleaning clothes. And you, you look up and you've cleaned the clothes and there's people making dirty clothes as you're cleaning them. And it never ends. It's cyclical. And it feels like, um, when, we, when we talk about temptation, that that's the hardest part. Is that when you're tempted to do something, the question that you have in your mind is, will it end? Will it end? Will it? Will it be a thing that um, you have um, that, that you, you have rest from? And so you've got this temptation, and it's just it's just it's just coming every time, every day. You wake up and and you're tempted, and sometimes you give in, and sometimes you don't. But it, it's always there. Addicts will, addicts will tell you that they never quit being an addict. They just, it, it, the temptation is always there. And you, you wonder why, like what, what are we going to do about this? But there's some hope. There's some hope to the question of will it end. And it's in Matthew chapter 4. Again the devil took Jesus to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world And their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. 
Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan. Get away from me, Satan. Satan's a Hebrew word that just means adversary. We've kind of turned it into a proper name, but it's not really a, like a, a designation of... That's not the devil's name. It's just an, it's a good descriptor. Get away from me, adversary. Um, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and angels or messengers came and attended or ministered to him. So we've got this story of Jesus, and he's tempted in ways that we are tempted in. We've got, we've got him being tempted by um, the, the physical, uh, using um, your own strength for your own physical needs, turning stones to bread. We have this temptation to test God. Will God be there for me? Let me do a trust fall for God that's on my own terms. We've got a temptation just to get things the easy way and, and take the shortcut instead of the way God asks us to go. Some very difficult temptations. And then Jesus says, Away from me, Satan. And what does Satan do? He leaves. Now, I'm not, I'm not um, supposing that these are magical words. That somehow if you can just say, away from me, Satan, with enough faith, the temptation will stop. But in this particular instance, temptation stopped. This isn't about the words, it's about the possibility. That temptation, for a season... Stop. Luke says that Satan left only to return, looking for another time to come back, a better time. This doesn't mean it will end forever. It just means that there are breaks. That there are moments in our life where you aren't tempted to do anything. Those exist. Now you may have to have your eyes open for uh, to them. There's there's moments where I'm I yes I don't know if it was yesterday two days ago I believe two days ago I was sitting on the ground looking at rocks with Nolan and um, he was calling he was ball you know everything's a ball but as, um, now at that moment not tempted. By anything. Even, even if I was an addict, there, there's, there, there's those moments where you have this space where you're not even thinking about the thing that you usually are tempted by. Those are, let's give those the name that they deserve. Those are breaks from temptation. Those are the moments in our life when when God is ministering to us. He's administering uh, grace and mercy and giving us strength. I think one of our problems is oftentimes we believe it will end, but we don't really see when it does end. We don't really take in these moments and say, this is a beautiful moment. And we don't let them give us strength. 
We don't let people um, doing a kind thing or people treating us um, with grace or we don't let, we don't let um, just these beautiful moments happen and strengthen us. I think Satan would be really happy if he could tempt you to worry about your temptations even when you're not being tempted. I think Satan would be really happy to, to have something on your mind constantly so that there's no moments. Some of you, it's fishing. Some of, for some of you, it's hunting. You think, you know what? Today I'm getting away and killing something. And that is comforting to you. I'm going to take an animal life and put part of it on the wall. No, but that's great. Like that, there's something, there's something beautiful. So for some of you, it's gardening. Some of you, like, um, for, for my mom, it's getting her, if, if she, she calls it dirt therapy. Just, I think she calls it that. If she doesn't, she should. Um, but getting her hands in the dirt can, can make other things go away. Now, they don't go away for good. Problems and trials and struggles and temptations. The, the, the temptation to do the wrong thing or to do the right thing in the wrong way with the wrong motives. Um, the, the temptation to say the wrong thing or the inappropriate thing or, to, or to, to go down this path that you know you shouldn't go down or to be in this place that you know you shouldn't be. Those don't go away for good, but they do go away from time to time. And when they do, we need to have the presence of mind to let God minister to us in those moments. We need to let God attend to us in those moments. Because if you don't, you get into the cycle of thinking, well, it never ends. It never gets better. Well, it does. For a time. We should use those times to be ministered to. We're really bad at grace. We're really, really bad at grace. Um, Even accepting it from God. We're bad at accepting grace from God. And we're bad at accepting grace from other people. Um, My first thought is when someone gives me a gift. Is you shouldn't have. Which is a nice way to say, um, I don't deserve this. I, this. Well, of course you don't deserve it. It's a gift. It's grace. I need to be better about saying just thank you. Of course, it, you shouldn't have done that. I know I shouldn't have done it. But I wanted to do it. Because it's a gift. God is extending grace to us. And grace in God's, in the way God uses grace isn't just to, uh, uh, to wipe our sins clean. It's to when we're, when we, to give us these little breaks of temptation. And to let those breaks encourage us and, in, and strengthen us and, and make us better for the next time we're tempted. Now, a couple of things here. Uh, The the word angel is is an interesting word uh, in our Bible. It shows up a lot. Angels angels from God came. 
But the, the word is just, uh, the Greek word is angelos. So it's, it's what we call in language a transliteration. Most of you probably know this. If you don't know this, it's, uh, there's a difference between a transliteration and a translation. And if this is really boring for you, I'll get back to other things in just a second. Hold on tight. Transliteration means we just took the word sound, and we just took that word and made it an English word. We took that Greek word, and we didn't translate what it means. We did this with um, baptize. The Greek word baptizo just means to immerse. But we have just lifted it out of its original language and made it baptize. So it's, it's sometimes hard to, we, we don't know what the word means. Angels is the same way. Angelos just means a messenger. Some, someone who represents God. Now this could be supernatural, but it also could be natural. A messenger from God can sometimes be an, an actual human. So this isn't like God sending, this, in this particular instance, I do believe it was God sending his, super, the, the, I think metaphysical is the only word I can think of, but angels, spiritual angels, to minister to Jesus. But there, we need to be able to accept that. And we also need to look, be able to be looking for times where we can be that. Where when someone is suffering, we cause them, a, we give them a break. When someone is struggling, we give them a break. And we minister to them. This word attend in, um, at the end of Matthew is just the word we use for ministers. It's also, uh, uh, incidentally the same word we use for deacon. It's we need to be the ministers of God. And, some, and that means giving people a, a respite, a break, a, a, a freedom from their troubles and struggles. So when you go and you visit somebody, you go and just sit with them. Or at this church, if someone's struggling, we, we, we make meals for them. We do a sign-up list and people take, take meals to people. That's a break for um, those who have just lost a loved one. There's times you just get to sit. The time you get to sit and talk about the loved one gives you a break from the grief you feel about losing the loved one. We need to be the ministers, but we also need to, if we're going to have the strength to do that, we need to be the sort of people who accept ministering too. We need to let God give us a break and acknowledge the breaks as, as the beautiful things that they are. Here's all I'm saying. And maybe this, maybe this uh, you need to write this on a mirror or something with a dry erase uh, marker. You deserve a vacation. You deserve a break from your temptation. You deserve to... To sit in the garden and garden. You deserve, if, if you like going fishing, you need to go fishing. I could have sworn that would have gotten an amen. <laughs> like in my notes, it said pause for amen. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't feel as good now that I begged for it. This, 
You, you need your moments that minister to yourself. We, are, we live in a culture that is just go, go, go. I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And I've got to next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And you need a Sabbath. It might not be all day. It may be for an afternoon. But you need moments where you can focus on God's beauty. When you can focus on, um, on, on just your, your own physical, emotional health. Because if you're going, going, going constantly, you will be a weak human being by the end of it all. And Satan will have his way with you. Slow down when you need to slow down and let God minister to you. There's this other verse in, um, in the letter to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 4. Paul says, no testing or temptation has overtaken you, overtaken you that is not common to everyone. Now this is, this is helpful to me. Because there's times I think, the things I'm tempted by, nobody's tempted by, no one's going to understand. And there's going to be, but that is, that, that is wrong on every level. Everybody here has somebody here Who's tempted the way they're tempted. Now you may say, Benjamin, you don't understand. No, I get it. I get it. I've seen the, I've seen the wide array of brokenness in this world. I, I have, um, I always say, come, come to me and talk to me. You will not surprise me. Like what your temptation is, what you're struggling with, you won't surprise me. And if you're sitting there in your seat and you're saying, Benjamin, I'll surprise you. You won't. You, you can't do it. I, I cannot tell you the things that I've, I have, I literally, legally can't tell you the things that I've talked with, with people. And the, the array of struggles and brokenness, the, the forms that brokenness take. And every time I've experienced something with somebody, I know of somebody else who's experiencing the exact same struggle. Nothing's ever surprised me. You say, well, you know, my, my temptation, I don't know if it's a normal temptation. It's, there's no temptation. The norm is to live with God. The norm is to live a sin, what God created us for was to be in His presence. Every temptation is abnormal. There's no temptations that are more normal or more, or, or like better. You, you are Loved by God, however you are tempted, and, and you have community with this church, you are not an oddball. You are not an oddball. Some of you may be sitting there thinking, I feel like I'm the only person here who doesn't even think God exists. No, you're probably not. Actually, you're definitely not. This is a free place to be in community with people who are broken like you're broken. And you just may not know it. There, all t- no, no t- testing has overtaken you that is not common to everyone. God is faithful and He will not let you be tested or tempted beyond your strength. But with the testing, He will also 
provide the way out so that you may be able to endure it. Now, here's the trick in all that. God will provide a way out. And God will not tempt you. Will not, he will not let you be tested or tempted in ways that you can't handle. But this does not mean that we don't often meander into things we can't handle. This does not mean that we just we will consistently like walk into places where we can't handle it. God won't lead you there, but you might go there yourself. Now, he, he will always, God will always, even when we meander and walk into places where, where we can't handle it, we, He will always provide a way out. And here, But here's the problem. Here's what we do. We don't take it. We don't take the way out. Because the way out is narrow. And few travel it. And the way to destruction is wide and broad and many have traveled that. We must choose to take the way out. Notice it doesn't say he will provide a way out and shove you out that door. God provides a way. We need to be the sort of person, people who are committed enough to God or, or, or have um, a desire to follow God to the point that we will take the way out. For you, that may, be, may mean not being around that person. For you, it may be not going to that place. For you, it... it, it could be a lot of it could be hundreds of different ways out that God opens for us and we 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 have to choose when and what we find though at the end of these ways out when we go through that what we find is God waiting to attend to us I do an exercise um Whenever I exercise, I do this exercise that's, um, I do a video because I can't do it on my own. I'll start lollygagging and so I have to have somebody push me and it's only 25 minutes long. Um, and so, and I picked it cause it was only 25 minutes long and I thought, well, this won't be bad. They've shoved like an hour and a half of things into like 25 minutes and let's see here. Um, don't die. That's the name of the DVD. Don't die 25. And... <laughs> And it's, it's horrific. And there's times I think, I'm, like, if I don't stop, my face is just going to fall off my body. Like, there's something awful going to happen to me if I don't quit this. It's, it's about that time. The, the guy on the DVD who is um, very, very, um, he has a, he, he has a um, chiseled physique. We'll say that. It's one of those that I'm like, oh, I don't look like that guy at all. I'm not doing it the way he's doing it, or it's fat. I'll just have to. But every once in a while, he he will say, "It's just 25 minutes. It will end in 25. You'll be okay. You can do it. 
it'll end soon. Like, I'm not thinking, I'm getting muscular. I'm thinking, this is going to end. Keep going, you, it's going to end. But temptation feels like, I think Satan wants to convince you that it's not going to end, and it will. It will end. It will either end with you giving in or you finding a way out. But it will end. And God will minister to those who find the ways out. And the feeling of overcoming temptation is the best feeling you can find. And you deserve, when you do overcome temptation, you deserve to have a little bit of a, of a, um, of a self-party. Say to yourself, I did it. <laughs> because when you give in to temptation, you feel really horrible. And when you get out of temptation, you should feel really good about yourself. And when God celebrates you and ministers to you, you should accept that. You shouldn't say, oh, you shouldn't have. You say, no, I need this. I deserve this. I got out. Glorify God for providing a way out and accept the rejoicing that should happen whenever you found the way out and took it. It it should be a big deal. And let yourself celebrate it. Because you'll feel bad in the defeats. And the defeats will happen. You'll feel bad. Feel good in the victories. Let yourself be lifted up. Let yourself be ministered to. Take those breaks. Know that you deserve them. God, God, Jesus knows how hard it is to be tempted. And when the angels came to minister to him, he didn't say, guys, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. He let himself be ministered to. If Jesus needs it, so do you. But because Jesus went through it, he also knows how hard it is. So you have one who sympathizes with you. Because he was tempted in all the ways that you were tempted. He was tempted more because he didn't give in. So for those of you who feel like it will never end, for those of you who feel like it will never be over, it will end. It will be over. Maybe not for long, but when it ends, Take that moment to refuel. There's a um, way to breathe when you're tired, when you're exhausted, that they teach. Um, you'll see, you'll see the um, football players, at least the ones doing it right, between breaks, if they're, if they're winded, putting their hands on their head, um, on their helmet. Um, see basketball players when they're tired, time out, putting their hands on their head. Um, opens up your lungs, helps you breathe a little bit better. It's just what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to get oxygen into your body when you're tired, when you have a break. So we would come to the huddle um, and time out staring basketball, and we'd all be, you know, bent over, and the coaches, get your hands on your head, hands, stand up straight, get your hands on your head. 
Because he knew it was very important while we had a moment to breathe, to actually breathe the best we could. While we had a moment to break free from temptation, we need to use those moments to the best of their ability. Take joy in our families. To grow closer to God. To enjoy being ministered to. To go fishing. To run, if that's your thing, you crazy, crazy person. I ran for a while and then I just kept ending up back where I started. Well, I could have done this a lot quicker. No, but that, that's part of the, you find out, part of this, um, the struggle is to find out what it is that you love and let God minister to you at times when you need to be ministered to. You can't do it all on your own strength. And I would argue that also part of the being ministered to is spending time in prayer. Spending time in God's Word. If you've never been much of a Bible reader, I don't suggest starting in Genesis 1. Just read about Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John will tell you about Jesus. Read about Jesus. Find You say, well, which translation is best? The one you're reading. Whatever you're reading, whatever you will read, that translation is the best one for you. Take time to get to know Jesus. Take time spending it with God. And let God minister to you. Now you may say, well, I don't deserve it. God thinks you're worth it. It's not a matter of what you deserve. It's God thinks you're worth it. So take it. Because the next time temptation comes and you take, you've taken that door before, you've taken that way out before, you will know. You'll get better at it. The more you resist temptation, the better you will be at it. That doesn't mean Satan's not going to come in and try to tempt you another way. Um, here's a hint. If you get really good at um, resisting like the sins of the world... Um, Satan's going to try to get you to feel really good about resisting the sins of the world. Um, so much so that you think all these other little people are just not trying that hard. Um, God's going to um, attack your attitude. Or Satan's going to attack your attitude. Oh man, I blew that one. Satan, Satan, not God, is going to attack your attitude. But the more you take the ways out, and the more you're ministered to, attended to by God, I think you'll notice a difference in how you handle temptation, how you handle wanting to be angry with somebody or wanting to um, think the worst of somebody. Or that, that, All that stuff is nonsense and not worth your time. But Satan wants you to indulge in it. And the more you don't do it, the better off you'll be. And the more you... Sh- you know, the more, the more you fight, the better, the more those muscles will build. And God wants to take care of you. 
you should let it. Do you feel like you're in an endless sin cycle right now? Not just temptation, like you just keep sinning. Like you, you, temptation comes, bam, you sin, you're done. You're guilty. You're ashamed. You're ashamed of yourself. You're ashamed of what you've done. And so you don't feel worthy. And now when temptation comes, you're weak. Are you in that cycle right now? Um, I think you need friends and family and you need church to help you out of that cycle. I don't think you can do that on your own. Let us be God's messengers to you. Let us minister to you, attend to you, and help set you free from the things from which you need to be set free. Let us pray with you, walk with you. Now that may start by, while we're singing in just a second, you coming forward and talking um, uh, to, to me or to one of us. Um, but it may start by you just grabbing your neighbor and saying, can you, can you go to the back with me and pray with me? Um, can, can I talk for a second? It may start by you saying, I'm, um, I'm going to call this elder that I trust or this deacon that I trust or this, or this um, or I'm going to call Benjamin this week and we're going to, I'm going to talk figure this out but you you need to set in your mind to take the way out this morning if you've never followed the God who attends to his followers you've never experienced that sort of love then today is the day to come to Jesus be united with him in baptism start a new life where you're no longer giving in to every temptation that comes your way, but you're fighting them and being ministered to by the God who loves you. Whatever you need this morning, please come forward while we